Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together. Submitted for your approval, now it is blood time. Hey everyone, this is Maverick Peters over at MV Podcasting. Just wanted to let you guys know this episode of Blood Time is brought to you by Chad Bronstein and the amazing people at Philo. Check them out today at www.hellofilo.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-F-Y-L-L-O.com. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. I want to thank my guests. Uh, my guest last week, uh, Jake Goodwin, my assistant coach. He's terrific. Uh, we love this kid. And, you know, he came up with a wonderful saying, and it's helped a lot of other people, too. Wrestling saved my life. It saved his life and his brother's life. And what he forgot to mention, because we talked about so much, is that his brother came back from all that rehab and became a state wrestling champion. Uh, amazing story. I have another amazing story here. A guy who's killing it in Chicago in the marketing industry, uh, the cannabis industry, the CBD oil industry, a former wrestler at Beechwood High School, Chad Bronstein. Welcome, Chad Bronstein. Chad, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be on your show, Pete. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I, I really, you're one of my favorite guys of all time and uh, love your whole family. Your mother, uh, I've known since high school. She's a great lady. And I heard that you are now uh, ready to possibly, well, I, I know that you got a, a, a pretty good funding round uh, closed yeah. and now you're looking to, to possibly acquire a company? Yeah, so uh, we've, uh, we raised 18 million on a seed round. Nice. Um, in uh, the cannabis space and it was based off of, you know, just like wrestling, if you correlate a lot of this stuff, I correlate to sports analogies, but we sure. built an A team, right? So we right. were able to create a team that was going to execute and sold a vision to major investors about what we can do, and they believed in it. And you know, we were able to raise eighteen million and create a board of sophisticated entrepreneurs, and it's been a lot of fun. That is that is so important. I mean, you got to hire great people and let them do their job, but also coagulate, become one, if you will, and move forward in that kind of same mentality. Correct. It's, it's it's very it's all like equatable to uh, you know what we did when I was younger. Work, you know, wrestling with you as my coach. Same thing. You know, get up at six a.m. Sure. For you to take us through uh, through drills. It's the same thing. Waking up for a four a.m. to get to the airport at six a.m. You well, know? well, so, let's sir. Yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. You, and you know that work ethic, that wrestling work ethic. So let's circle back to you know your formative years. Tell me a little bit about 
that bond, what, what occurred, what, what seminal event, Chad, just kind of changed you and said, you know what, I can do this. Uh, what, what, what was that aha moment, if you will? For, uh, for the company? Not, not necessarily for the company, for you as, a, as an adult, for you as an individual, from, from that wrestling mat, from that wrestling think, room, you know? I think wrestling, I think for, like a, you know, wrestling creates some sort of fearlessness in a lot of us, right, the wrestlers. So sure. I think when you're going into any, into you, for me, I always look at wrestling, and when I was wrestling under you guys, you know, I, at the time you're sometimes afraid to take risks in wrestling, but then you have to take a risk if you want to win a match. And I think right. the same scenario goes to um, the corporate world is, you, when you're in meetings or you're pitching big opportunities, you have to be okay to get uncomfortable, and yep. you also have to be fearless and uh, put a dedication for preparation. And so, you know, wrestling at Beachwood uh, right. for me it was, you know, taught me a lot of you know work ethic and preparation, and, uh, and you know, just being okay to be coached. And so you have to, both you have to be the coach, and you have to make sure that people that are working with you are coachable. And I get that. And, you know, another thing too, Chad, that we have a little bit in common, I'm going to, I'm going to pat myself on the back here. I'm going to pat you on the back. I don't really, I rarely do this, but you know, we have that pretty face and we don't look sometimes like we're tough or we got grit, but that could fool people. Right. And so I remember, I remember when you, you know, came, came to Beachwood, you had a little bit of a swagger and a little bit of that pretty boy attitude but man when we got to you you turned it on and you showed a lot of heart and a lot of grit and i'm sure you're bringing that to this to the to the corporate world as right as as well yeah i mean i i you know even in corporate world there's when you're arrested people still other athletes even in college they still always try to challenge you right sure in general right um but no I think wrestling to me was the best experience. From uh, I'm just saying that because I'm on the blood time interview. I'm, <laughs> you know, truthfully, uh, truthfully honest, uh, truly honest, like it, it paved the way. And I tell us to you know when you talk to other um, sports-minded people, and you know I did something about a year ago where I had um, Sean McVay, the coach at LA Rams, who sure. I went to college with, come in and. Uh, speak to us about how he rebuilt a franchise when you're buying companies in corporate America right. you're doing the same thing you're integrating teams yeah you have to get everyone working it cohesively right and if you bring in toxic people it creates a toxic and toxic environment so yep. no matter what you do it has to be about uh, creating a cohesive unit and getting along and all working together for one goal sure sure and and I think that well, that's brilliant. And, and you know, of course, he's done a magnificent job at, at a very young age. And of course, he's your age, so you're both in your early 30s, and you're killing it. He's killing it in the football world, and you're you're killing it in uh, in the corporate world. But Chad, you know, the the there's a there's a couple other things too that when I think about the the, the sport world. The one thing about our sport, and and I love other sports. Look, I, I lettered in four sports in high school. I love playing golf. I love football. I love I love it all. But the biggest thing to me about our sport is that it's an honest sport. And I keep saying this in almost every interview. It's it's an honest sport, and it makes you look in the mirror. And you're the CEO of the corporation. Am I correct? Or, or, or yes, one yes, of, sir, yes. I founded the company. Yep. You founded the company, so you have to look yourself in the mirror every day, and you got to hold yourself accountable. And that attitude, in my estimation, comes from that grit that, you know, that you can't hide. And so with that 
setting the, 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 the pace, how does that translate into the business world and what you're facing right now? No, it's like every, you know, I think about it sometimes, no joke, but like, you know, Ryan Peters and you and uh, Coach Amarino, you sure. know, for me, it's like, you guys challenged me when I was younger, like, you gotta, you, you know, I would always like to chin whip someone, right? But you guys, like, yep. you guys gotta try something new. You gotta right. continue. And I think I don't listen to that advice as much as now when you're, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror, you, you're challenging yourself to try something new because you're doing some, every day I, I look at myself in the mirror and some, I may have done something wrong. Right. How do I, how do I, how do I correct that? And so right. when you're taking investors' money, um, yep. And a high eighteen million dollars of money, like you have yep. a lot of pressure on you. So sure. like, you better be able to um, one, be able to um, be under pressure, but two, also make the right decisions that are going to lead you to um, uh, the proper exit opportunity for those investors, and also create a culture for a company that people are excited to come to. And that that takes um, correcting yourselves on a daily, correcting myself on a daily basis to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. And, and some I, days I am, some days I'm not, you know, I don't. You know, well, so yeah, and we talk about that failing forward. But, you know, it's interesting because I do speak to a lot of companies now as, you know, as as a businessman, but also in, in the coaching mentality. And one of the things that I talk about, you know, you talked about taking taking that investment and really being a shepherd with that and, and being a steward of that and, and really paying attention to making the right decisions as, as, as to your best ability. But I say to, to, to a lot of the companies that I talk to is that when, you, when you're making a decision, a business decision, and, and you're thinking about that, you better make sure that you're making the right decision, making right choices. We talked about in the wrestling room, but like your mother's looking over your shoulder and you can look her in the eye and say, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. And it's about making good choices. And we start that primarily in the wrestling room or in the coaching in the coaching arena saying eat right you know get right get sleep do your homework all those underpinnings that you can take now to become a ceo of a corporation is that make does that make sense to you it makes 100 percent sense i mean you know you're doing you're a businessman but also you coach me and you coach your in falls kids now it's like at the right. end of the day like you're you're getting these you're creating a mentality for these kids that they don't realize that will hit them when they're I think when you go through your 20s, like you're like, you don't really pay attention to some of the learning stuff. You just move at fast pace. And now that I'm in my 30s, like you start thinking about some of the lessons that you've learned when you were younger. And I think that, you know, wrestlers um, that get good coaches are being trained for a multitude of different things that will help them in their lives, whether it's just being able to defend themselves, whether right. it's being um, fearless. And it's uh, also, um, you know, it's the dedication. Work ethic is key. There's no shortcuts to making. Uh, if you're going to be successful, there is zero shortcuts. And I think wrestling has the same scenario. There's zero shortcuts if you're going to try to be a good wrestler. There's yep. zero shortcuts if you're going to try to be a good businessman. Right. No, there's no. Uh, that is so so incredibly true. Yeah, I mean, that's a. I think you brought up a great point. Like, it's back to the scenario you brought up. Like, when you're pitching investors that yep. have funds of a billion dollars plus, you right. better be prepared. They, it's like. You, you know, you, you sometimes in wrestling it's a somewhat sometimes a little you know you guys just tell me because I'd over prepare I sometimes psych myself out yeah I'd over prepare yeah um, so you have to have a you have to have a kind of a middle ground of the preparation so you don't psych yourself out but okay. also that you're prepared enough to be successful in that meeting that if someone throws a punch yep. in the meeting yep. that you strategically can come back with the right answer or right punch is what I would say the description or the right 
move, right? Everything right. has to be well. You said has it has to be calculated. Yeah, and you said it's strategy. Wrestling, people don't realize wrestling's ninety percent brains. It's ninety percent strategy. You know, you're going to be in shape. That that's that's just a, a given. It's about the strategy, and I just love that you're. That's the way you're living, and also too, Chad. Let's talk about your company. Your company is really an amazing platform for the cannabis industry. And, you know, obviously it's a burgeoning industry and there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of questions or a lot of uh, unanswered uh, future, if you will, that that's there. And you've really given it a platform to almost kind of codify the whole situation so that it can be reasonably, um, not guaranteed, but, but close of what kind of outcomes can, can occur with these companies. So could you talk a little bit about, uh, about your value yeah. proposition? Yeah. So, you know, my past, my past eight years of my career, I was a CRO and leading revenue operation for a sizable company. Right. Um, and we were working with large brands and, you know, companies don't really want to sacrifice or, um, around compliance with the cannabis industry. And, you know, when you're working with brands like Kraft or Kellogg's, like, sure. you, you know, you, you don't really want to get involved with cannabis brands because you're afraid that there could be a situation where, you know, you, you break a rule, or, right. you know, you're right. not following a state by state compared to law. So we right. built marketing, a marketing technology for the cannabis arena. So we knew yes. there was a hole in the space. So we, we, I went out, like I said, and, you know, back to our sports analogies, I built a team with sure. every prop, the C-level team. It's kind of like a football team or a wrestling team where someone's really good at teaching someone how to do a double leg take on. Someone's really good at teaching someone to do a single because that's what your that's what your gift is. In the same scenario, I brought a chief of data compliance officer, Nicole Cosby. Okay. She um, is an attorney by trade, but she was leading the um, executive vice president for compliance and standards for Publicis, which is the largest holding company. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the, Huge. Yeah, so she she's yeah. on board, and she she leans credibility to the compliance side. Then I sure. hired this guy Michael Chalk, mm-hmm. who uh, is the COO of Media IQ, built it from zero to two hundred fifty employees, and he's our head of operations. Eric Shawnee is an Israeli guy, um, also a mm-hmm. top tier athlete, was a almost an Israeli Olympic Olympic cyclist. Wow! Um, in the Air Force, and uh, he's our chief product and chief technology officer and runs our Israeli engineering team. Mm-hmm. And then um, Conrad's our CMO, came from Co-Collective, RGA, and then Aristotle Loomis, he's a 28-year-old guy, um, sold his company to Marcus Simonis to profit on CNBC. Wow, um, that's fantastic. Then, uh, yeah, and then, he, and then he ran Marcus's portfolio. Um, and so the team, uh, and Brent Scott actually, I found in the company with, he's a Cleveland guy, okay. uh, baseball player. Uh, and so the team is very... Um, it's 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 covering all bases. So marketing is the key. We work with brands, you sure. know, in the CBD and cannabis arena that are big brands. You know, all these companies right. um, have had very successful exits. I mean, sure. publicly traded companies, mm-hmm. and so now we're helping them craft their story and uh, put it out to market in a digital environment. These people were used to running billboards, right? Because sure. that's all they could do. So now we've created an environment where they can actually run digital with what our technology is called cast compliance as a service. Okay. And it, it layers into the techno other technologies so that it's creating a safe haven of inventory. Yes. That if you're a big CBD brand, yep. you can now scale that dry sales and do it without worrying about um, breaking any laws. That's brilliant because the, the laws are, are different, you know, obviously in every state and it's still federally an issue. Um, I, I own a small piece of a company that does 
medical malpractice. We just got our provisional license in, in Nevada. Uh, medical malpractice for uh, doctors that prescribe cannabis. So, but there's only certain you know states that that would do that. And Nevada is the first, and Cali's going to be next. So, it is it is a, a bit of an uneven playing field, if you will. And for you to to bring this kind of technology is is brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we hope so. So we're you know we're looking, you know, we're, we're obviously we raise a lot of money, so we're continually building the technology. Um, that's right. why we chose to do it in Israel. Okay. Um, just because of our, you know, we have a lot of. Um, you know, Eric Shani and myself have a lot of experience working with Israeli um, engineers. So, okay. and they kind of have that same mentality, by the way, that a wrestler has because they're very, they're very brash. They're okay. tough, but they, they're actually, they work, they go the extra mile. Yeah. A little Mossad like, right? Well, there are a lot of Mar Mossad, right? I'm sure. So a lot I'm of, sure. a lot of them come from that. So that's, and they, they go to the, what, like, uh, they're called, um, comparable to MIT, the Technion Institute in Israel. A lot of them come from there. Gotcha. They know Krav Maga. <laughs> you know, funny story, and I hope Eric Shani listens to this, but Eric yeah. Shani was in the Israeli military, and he did try to wrestle with me as my chief product officer at our last company called Moby. I love it. And I and I snapped his head down, and he went down pretty hard. <laughs> that's fuck. That's that's fantastic. I love that stuff. <laughs> He'll listen to this and get a kick out of it. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Did you come back up with a front headlock and choke him out? You didn't have to, right? He's six four. He oh my! Had, he lost his footing, so really, he didn't come up very hard. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, you give him my best. My five foot seven, hundred and thirty five pounds, all of me. So uh, he'll listen. To, he's a great. He's actually one of my closest friends. But yeah, he's a he's a co founder of the business. Um, right. And uh, he's done. He's he's built our technology. His him and his group built the technology. I love it. Well, what's what's the future look like for your your company, Chad? What are we looking at in the next year, year three, five years down the road? What, what where are we going to see you guys at? So you'll see us do some M and A transactions. Um, okay. You know, continue to purchase uh, software software based companies that are in the cannabis realm, or more from like the compliant angle that right. we'll try to add into our platform. And you'll see us continue to grow. I mean, we have thirty five employees. We're we'll be at fifty probably by February first. Wow. And, um, that's and fantastic. We will, yeah, and we are, um, and we'll probably do a, a large Series A round within the next six months okay. to continue the growth, and um, you know, hopefully, you know, continue to be a defensible technology in the space. Sure. What is? Where do you see cannabis going? Where do you see CBD? Where do you, Where do you see the uh, the future so, of this? Truthfully, like CBD yeah. for um, you know, some one of our clients is uh, very big CBD company that now is in all the CrossFits and soul cycles in the okay. athletic world, you'll see, you'll see CBD being used. And I think even from like the wrestling team, if you know, there's approvals from the doctors, like it's a great way uh-huh. to loosen up the joints. It yeah. also helps out when you're, you have serious pain. And um, I hurt my knee this morning and I use CBD oil on my knee. It's right. just, uh, you know, there's going to be, I think it's going to start to penetrate the athletic markets, both mm-hmm. from the high school to college to professional. Well, you know, it's always about recovery, right? Because yeah. the, the sport is so physically demanding, it's about recovery. And, you know, if we can get something that is obviously healthy and help with that type of a situation, that's going to be well-received, not only in the wrestling community, but probably every athletic community that there is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, and then also helps out a lot of other regions. So I think it's going to blow, continue to blow up. I think you'll see, um, mm-hmm. I think you'll see a lot more 
usage of it. And um, the idea is that, you know, and part of why we did this is the stigma will go away eventually. Sure. CBD is helping people that are addicted to other drugs that are hardcore drugs get off of the drugs. They're even doing things now seeing with shrooms to get people off of is that right? Xanax or other things. Well, that's there are way crazy things that are happening out there to help get people off of those hardcore drugs into more of a natural environment. Yeah, that's really important because the opioid um, crisis here in Ohio is brutal. I mean, brutal. I I had um, Akron General Hospital as a client on a on a uh, consulting contract, and my goodness gracious, in Akron, there's there's some awful awful situations there and across the state. And the governor is, you know, they're, they're paying attention to this. So any way we can get some natural remedies to this would be a godsend. For sure. I mean, it's, it's a, so yeah, I see it's going to blow up. I see I'm thinking a lot, there's going to be continued usage. And um, I think there's going to be a lot less. It will eventually be more and more states are going to be open to it. Like Ohio, right now you can't buy CBD. Technically right. you can't promote CBD. Right. So, and there's no recreational in Ohio. Right. Michigan is opening up recreational in uh, January. Illinois is opening up recreational in January. So I, I would assume that a lot of states are going to follow because it's going to help. Right. Uh, also, the financial state. Where do you? State. Where do you? Where are most of your clients based? All over. So it's uh, Chicago, uh-huh. um, L.A., Washington, Denver. Um, we have clients in Ohio that are running into uh, the more national regions. Um, Pretty much anywhere that someone's launching a product that wants to uh, get it out there, you know, driving sales or building brand awareness okay. to work with. Okay, that's cool. So, Chad, let me ask you a question. You, you're now the CEO of a major corporation or, you know, versioning major corporation. You're dealing with major brands. You're dealing with um, some compliance issues. You're dealing with brilliant people. You're coordinating all this. How do you relax, man? What do you do for, for fun? Um, so, uh, I spend time with my family, so my wife and my son, you know, right. cause yeah. you know, I, you know, I traveled a lot for the past year and a half for my last job. Cause I was running, uh, you know, billing to almost a billion dollar corporation with, you know, 300 and something employees. And then this one, right. um, I'm traveling, uh, I'm traveling a little bit, but yeah, when I, when I come home, spend time with my family, um, I work out, sure. um, uh, I like to ride motorcycles when I can't when it's nice out, and uh, I like that's it. about that's about it. Just, I like um, it. I like it's it. Just, uh, well, if you're, you know, you can't really relax. I yeah. hear you. If you're ever back in town, you can you can go a few round robins with some of my my boys at 150, 160, 170 pounds. We got one at 150 that uh, reminds me a little bit of you. He's a good dude. Yeah, I love to. I love you know. I, one of these things I want to come down to your team and just like I I definitely think and that's why I wanted. I'm excited to your podcast because sure. wrestling you know has molded me into a certain um, place where I'm at sure. and so I think it's important to tell people like you know to listen to you guys because sometimes I don't listen to you guys but now you know yeah so yep. you learn yep. a lot and you think about some of those things you taught me but you know that's why I wanted to do podcasts because I love you I love you, you too always, man I you love were you. super there, you were there for me and, you know you don't have to do what you do but you're always there for these kids and I think it's you know most people don't give that kind of dedication like you do. So you're like, you know, I have the utmost respect for you. Well, you know, my currency is this, uh, hearing that and, and knowing that. And you just pay it forward, bro. You just keep paying it forward. And you are welcome in the Chagrin Falls wrestling room anytime. I'd love for you to address the the kids there because they're these are great kids. And uh, they'll take to that like a fish to water. 
Um, but more importantly, I just love to see you and, and you know give you a hug. Uh, so yeah, I would, um, I'll be there. I maybe can come when I'm in town for Thanksgiving. I'll come maybe to one of those mornings to one of your rest, Thanksgiving wrestling practices. Yeah, we typically go a little bit later now. I'm not much of a morning riser anymore now that I'm in my 60s. So we go probably like 10 to 10 to noon. So anytime you want to stop in, just text you're, me. Come on in. You're gonna be like Warren Rabbit. You're gonna be wrestling until you're. Uh, <laughs> you know. God bless him, man. He was the best, yeah, Lord. Yeah, I forgot to mention him, but he was also one of the um, great mentors for me when I was at Beachwood, you and him and uh, yep. everyone. But yeah, he was he was definitely always there for me as well. So I, I was it. lucky. Yeah, well, so. we were lucky to have you too. And uh, Chad, let me ask you a question. If if I can, if you could leave the audience with uh, one or two words of wisdom, please do so. I'm going to open up the mic to you. Yeah, I think for, for me and why I've been successful is I think loyalty is mm-hmm. partially, you know, you have always have to be loyal okay. and um, team player and just per, for me my dad always told me and my mom I'm a nag and persistent so like for me it's like just just constantly being persistent like if you want to make something happen you got to be persistent and you can't I think goals are key and you, you can't take your eye off the prize and if you do you'll never succeed I love it tenacity right tenacity I mean yeah I mean everything that I, if you set your mind to something you gotta you gotta keep on going until you, you hit that you hit that uh, milestone if you and if you take your eye off the prize it won't it won't come true i hear you i hear you well you've got your eye on the prize you've got a heck of a prize you keep growing that thing because we need we need guys like you and um you just keep spreading the spreading the word man just keep doing good business and uh, i really appreciate you being here chad of course pete and uh thank you and maverick thank you uh, as well and, uh, yeah we got the a team too we got the a team here believe me. yeah we really do i've seen some i've been listening to your podcast yes. um i think the great i listened to your the assistant coach jake's podcast that you guys had I just think all i mean i've seen there and i listened to michael colbert's podcast as yeah. well i thought you guys are you guys are doing a great job well i appreciate that and uh again best of luck to you give my best to your entire family and uh good luck with philo Right? Philo.com. Yes. Check them out. Chad Bronstein. This is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. We are blood. I want to leave you with this thought of the day. With a nod to Kid Rock, go to where you are celebrated, not tolerated. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.